0: This is the Scum and Sneak fantasy football show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in. Sneak, first and foremost, before anything else, happy birthday to you, my friend. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank
0: you. Even though it's my birthday, we're
1: still bringing
0: you the Scum and Sneak show because it doesn't sleep. You degenerates better be Thankful we're making this man work on his birthday. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Scum and sneak show never sleeps except for yesterday when we slept, and it was it was tough (laughs) times, guys. I think you understand. We're still getting used to the three a week thing, so cut us some slack. Yish kabish Come on, people. We're doing our best. We are gonna jam the two episodes together though today, so it'll be a bit of a longer one again. But we are. We are also going to try and move at a quick, brisk pace. You know how we do. We're runners. We have been runners in the past, at least. (laughs) Yeah. We're we're on the speed
1: train these days. Uh, but we are veterans and professionals in this business, and we can do anything and everything that
0: you guys want and that we want. So let's start off with a nonsense minute, birthday themed, obviously. So I think last year on your birthday episode because you know we're always in football season when your birthday rolls around i think we talked about birthday cakes but my question to you today is having a birthday party but you are not allowed to have birthday cake what is your dessert what's your second go-to dessert for a birthday party
1: easy most logical and sneak answer is just ice cream obviously obviously not a pie guy. I'm not, uh, I don't know, what else even is there? Brownies, I mean, I love brownies. Maybe brownies, maybe brownies, or just like two or three massive bowls of ice cream to where I'm just sicker and bloated, too much ice cream guy. So that was what it would be. If the cake's off the table, we're going brownies and or
0: ice cream or both. I love that. I was at a kid's birthday party a couple of years ago and they actually had an ice cream truck come by, you know, like the old ice cream trucks you used to go to when you were a kid Oh yeah. and they had paid for it. So you just went and picked your ice cream. That was super fun. That's my, a super cool.
1: A little heart throwback to the old days.
0: I might actually do that next year for one of these girls' birthday parties. After but your birthday. Made for my birthday. <laughs> Uh, my answer, maybe it's a little bit of a cheat because it's technically, it's still a cake, but it's not a birthday cake. I would pick a nice big honking cheesecake, New York yeah. style, thick boy. Yeah, big old thick cheesecake sounds good too. You know, we're talking about birthday parties. I mentioned uh, my two daughters, they both had their birthdays five days apart. Ridiculous. Can't imagine. But you know what a fun gift would have been that they w- that I wish they would have gotten? Walmart has a Force 24-volt Thunder tank, which two kids can ride on. It's got a working cannon and a rotating turret, and it's on sale right now for $348. Oh, my gosh. Just imagine uh, those two little girls riding around in an Army Green tank, shooting that cannon at me. What a glorious sight that would be. That would be so fun for them, just memories of just... Cruising around the house, just
1: freaking tank blasting, Daddy. Amazing. Uh, well, if I do say so myself, the uh, Aquion Standard Glass Fish Tank uh, from Petco for twenty four ninety nine is your go to on a budget, but also wanting good quality fish tank. Uh, that's your that's your stop right
0: there. The Aquion Standard Glass Aquarium fish tank from petco i love that sometimes you gotta be on a budget in the tanks you know like you're gonna try and get good value when you're when you're getting your tank right when you're getting your tank on but sometimes you just gotta take what you can get get good budget value and just live with it and be happy that's all we can ask for and that's what we do here on the tanking segment. We. (laughs) cover all bases since we're behind sneak we're going to keep powering through we're going to do a quick 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 waiver wednesday thursday and thankfully the league helped us out because there was only two waiver claims that went through yesterday and they were both behoring so we had eric put in zero dollars for the bears defense to drop the titans so he's you know he wants to get in on that thursday night game Got to. And then Gooch picked up Latavius Murray, dropping Teddy Bridgewater, also for $0. So he continues to just lock up whatever shards and remnants there are of that Broncos backfield, just in case something else happens. But those drew two this week. And I'm going to say neither gets waiver pickup of the week. Uh, I can't agree
1: with you more. you over there just picking up the pieces of that Broncos backfield, uh, just clawing and scraping, trying to find a way to be relevant. Uh, But he did. He found a name that everyone knows, but.
0: uh, Don't think it's going to do anything. No, I think he's definitely a handcuff. I think he will kind of. Take some opportunities away from Melvin Gordon, probably around the goal line, too which is not good for a Melvin Gordon manager like Chase, but, um, you know, he's hoping that Melvin Gordon doesn't continue to have these fumbling issues and will hold on to some of that goal line work at least. Or if Melvin Gordon goes down, he has been hurt in the past. He'll have Latavius Murray. And then I think Mike Boone just keeps his receiving kind of role uh, no matter what. So that's that's the Broncos for you. That's the
1: Broncos. That's the waivers of the week. It's getting slim out there, but buys are coming
0: up, so maybe it'll even get more exciting to see what we oh, picked up out there. Good point. Well, since we're doing our Wednesday episode today, like we said, we also got to do tanker rank. We did the first part. Let's now get into the updated week six power rankings that were not that much different from week five. But as always, let's start from bottom to top. Number 12 is Scum, right where I want to be Number 11 And a little bit of a drop is Big T Number 10 Moving up the ranks, shooting up after Beating Scum is Schneek Number 9 Stays where he is, Ben Number 8 is Gooch Number 7 is Jimbo All three in the same spots as last week Always Tied together, always Completely entwined Dason and Jug are your five and six ranked teams. They both drop a little spot. They both drop one spot because Hesse moves up two spots after a tight win over T into the four spot where he has been in prior weeks earlier in the season. And then our top three remains the same. Eric at one, Wade at two, since he has the edge in overall points, and Brendan at three. All undefeated, but that's going to change this week. That is changing this
1: week. Yeah, like you said, rankings from last week to this week, not much has changed. Um, we had our matchup. Obviously, uh, I came out on top, so that moves me a, a skosh. Uh T uh, had made a made a valiant effort in his matchup. The top guys remaining undefeated. Benjamin still very much bad, uh, but this week is going to be finally one of them will take a loss and it could completely shake up the rankings and tri- the trajectory of this league,
0: especially the top, may not ever be the same. Yeah, I think there's potential for a lot of shakeup this week considering the matchup, so I can't wait for that. Uh, I don't know how much we want to dwell on that anymore just because as we get into the matchups, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about how it'll affect not only our ranks, but also the seating, And then, of course, we always like to look at playoff potential. We're, we're nearing the halfway mark. So really, we're getting into like things are going to shape up and start to maybe be a little set as we get to get more separation. So big week ahead. And we're going to get into those matchups right after a word from a new sponsor. This week's episode of the Skyman Shneek Show is brought to you by GNC Juge. That's right. GNC Juge is your resource for health tips, fitness tips, and most importantly, supplement tips. And let me tell you about a special miracle pill this week. It is ashwagandha. Do you want to build more muscle? Do you want to boost your testosterone? Do you want to reduce stress? Do you want to reduce inflammation? Do you want to have clarity of mind? If you want one or all of those things... To start taking your ashwagandha, whether in powder form, whether in pill form, maybe stack it with your creatine or your black pepper extract, and let's get built. More tips like this coming at you soon from GNC Juge, a subsidy of Juge Plus. And we're back.
1: An she- absolute inevitable evolution of Juge Plus to get into the health. World, Ashwagandha, take a look. Scum is always on the the cutting edge floor of these things, and we are all watching his transformation in real time. Mm.
0: Big week, Snake. Blah, 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 blah. Yikes on bikes. Big week six, Snake. Let's get started with probably the least important matchup of the week, but the number 12 ranked team, Scum and Get Your Love, versus number five, Dayson's Herbstomp team. Uh, not much to say here. Dayson is going to win. He's going to get to four and two. He's going to solidify his spot in contention still for the playoffs. Uh, probably much needed after uh, a loss to smith Benno8 last week. I don't see much upset potential Jason does have Devontae Adams and Jamal Williams on bye, but he can still plug in. Um, the Antonio Gibson maybe isn't like the, the thing he wants to do, but he's, he'll still get work and probably do better than some of my running backs. And then maybe a primetime Darnell Mooney can at least catch another deep pass like he did last week. So he will have at least points there, I think, from those two players where I may not have points from a Sony Michelle who seems to be phased out. Maybe we'll get another surprise scratch like T Higgins had last time. So not scratch, but surprise, you know, early exit. So, I mean, I don't know, not much danger for Jason here. Yeah, no danger on the horizons.
1: I would prefer if you could just have the week of your life and get the win. Uh, I'm going to hold out hope and, and trust that there's, there's magic still left in this world. Uh, but I will, uh, I will not be surprised when Dayson takes this one much to my sadness. Uh, I guess the win against you, uh, we could have called this an upset. We could have tried to really do something here, but the shows Machine Show has taken a more practical approach to some of this stuff and, uh, yeah, agreed on everything you said. Not much really else to cover here. Dayson should win. He will win, and that
0: will make me sad. Interesting reverse stack, though. Jason does have my boy Justin Herbert throw into, uh, on my side, Gerald Everett and Josh Palmer. So if the touchdowns go their way on Monday night, maybe it's a little closer than we think. But, again, I I don't think we're really going to see much of a a nail-biter there. Next up, our number four ranked team, Hesse's My Andrews, versus Jimbo's team at number seven. Good ball movement, all very important, Jimbo. I'm glad you're putting that out there, getting awareness out for good ball movement. This one, I think, could be close.
1: Let's see, Lamar against the Giants could be could could spell trouble uh, for Jimbo. I like that matchup for Hesse. Dalvin's been coming on with touchdowns recently. Uh, Elliott on Sunday night against Philly Divisional. Philly's run defense is pretty stout, though, so I expect Elliott to pretty much be a uh, dud. I mean, uh, Hesse, once again, relying on the, the Ravens and the Bucks, but great matchups there. Tight ends, a huge advantage, Hesse but i've still got something an itch about jimbo here i'm gonna pick jimbo to win and shocking everybody uh so jimbo is my pick to win this one sorry hesse but it just seems to be the way of things
0: i like that pick. i think the big jets are are in for a resurgence, and Jimbo's not playing Zach Wilson right now, which I think is the right move, play Geno Smith instead. But Garrett Wilson and Tyler Conklin should be a little more involved in the game against the Packers. We saw last week, like Brees Hall had two huge plays that ended up at the one. So those drives were not – there wasn't as many plays in those drives. And then Michael Carver got the two short touchdowns. So, you know, maybe in another scenario – Conklin and Wilson get a little more involved on those drives. So I think that'll be more, more of what we see this week. And then Aaron Jones in the same game should probably have one of his big games. He's kind of do. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. even realize that that should be a 40 pointer right there. So I, I, I dig the call again. It always, you mentioned this always depends on the Lamar to Andrew stack. So if that one is just again normal then Jim's, Definitely in this game. If they blow up, then Jesse wins. That's that's how it goes. Let's move on to our next one, which is another playoff type matchup, but we'll see how close we think this one will be. It's NBA greater than NFL, Doug's number six team versus the points leader, number two, Ghee Buttersnaps, old Wade. Ooh, Doug. Doug's in trouble this week because Derrick Henry is on a bye and Darren Waller is on a bye and also out. And, I mean, that's two of, like, Derrick Henry's his best player. Darren Waller was supposed to be one of his better players. And as we've talked about lots of times before, Doug does not have much depth, nor does he have a lot of luck because Wade does not have any, like, real bye considerations that he's dealing with.
1: Yeah, this is uh, a prime example of a blowout of the week. Let's
0: come and sneak blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Let's go.
1: Wade over Doug. Blowout of the week. Doug missing his top player. Wade not missing anybody. It's just going to be an absolute bloodbath uh and way that just continues to
0: dominate all life. That's consecutive weeks we've picked him as a blowout. He wasn't the official blowout of the week, the biggest blowout, but he still did win by like 30 points last week. I expect more. Uh, him to win by more against Doug. Again, it's Josh Allen, especially in that matchup against the Chiefs, could be Ugh. a huge one. Again. Huge. And I mean, that's <laughs> Josh Allen could very well score like half of what Doug's team does by himself. If it's possible.
1: I do. Am, I am expecting Christian Kirk to have a bounce back after starting out great having two downers. Debo, he, he could have a great game. You know, Fournette could have a great game against Pittsburgh. Shoot, Kyler could even have a great game against Seattle, but Josh Allen, Nick Chubb has been on an absolute tear. Uh, Clyde has been good. Buffalo's defense is good, so maybe you know doesn't have himself a great game. I guess. Well, I mean the the quarterback situation in Miami is weird, so Tyreek and Waddle could not be good. But Mike Williams has been uh, a very very solid player. Uh, it just there's nothing here other than major blowout. Wade wins. Doug loses. Wade goes six and out, Even if Wade is even a real person at this point. I don't even know if I know that anymore.
0: I I'm starting to really think that we just kind of like were fooled by an actor or or something. I don't know what that who that person was that showed up to things like twice that was just in the in the shop when you were there, but hasn't been seen since and yeah, it's just, it's very suspect. Suspect all around. All right, next matchup is the number eight ranked soft tissue rehab team versus smith Ben 08 at number nine. And we're going to call this one the Cooper Cup Bowl.
1: Mm, the infamous trade.
0: Cooper Cup is actually dinged up for this matchup. I bet he'll play. So, is he really going to be the decider of of this one? Uh, Wade or sorry, not Wade. Wade, Ben, Brandon—they're all the same. They're all the same. Ben's projected to lose right now, but he has not put in Jonathan Taylor, who should be back. Trying to find Kamara. I'm trying to find a reason
1: to pick or pick Ben to win. And I just, I'm not, I'm not fine. I'm not really fine. In it. Is there a reason that we can pick Ben here?
0: I Cooper think be, 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 that's what you said. Taylor and Kamara, yeah, that's the reason. And Cooper Cup. Uh, I, I mean, here's the thing. Both these teams have been bad and have underwhelmed this year. So who's going to be less bad is the question. I don't know what we can expect out of D.J. Moore now that Matt Rule's been fired and Baker Mayfield might not play. I mean, those two things might be very good for D.J. Moore. Like, P.J. Walker might be someone who focuses on D.J. Moore and actually targets him and gets him the ball. But could also just be bad, and this Panthers team could really just go down the tube for the rest of the year. So uh, hard to say. I don't know if. If it goes that way, if it goes badly for the Panthers, DJ Moore will just continue to do what he has done, which isn't be relevant for fantasy, so that would suck for Ben. But on the other side, Chase has had that with Terry McLaurin, who's had one blow-up game this year, maybe two, and the rest have been weird and duds. Keenan Allen is still day-to-day, so maybe he plays. That would be a major boost for Chase, but again, he's still coming off that thing. There's an extra day of rest for him with the Chargers playing on Monday, but I don't know that that's that's looking weird and dicey because it was supposed to be a one-week thing, and now it's just prolonged to prolong to prolong, and that's never good. Yeah, super wow. sad to see that
1: going on. Chase I has to, noticed Kittle is only projected for nine points. Is he even like a startable tight end anymore?
0: Yes, startable because you have to start someone <laughs> and he's He's got a decent chance at a touchdown compared to some of the other guys, but, I mean, he's not a uh, reliable tight end.
1: And yeah, not reliable. And my reason I found it uh, for why I'm going to pick Ben to win here is because uh, I need Gooch to lose because I have his pick. There we go.
0: Ben, you are getting your second one of the season. That'll tie wow. you record-wise with Chase. And, yeah, both of you two need to figure something out because you guys were in our top – Three, I think, in the preseason rankings. What the heck? Yeah. But Ben, to win that one, that'll be interesting to watch. All right, we're moving on to the marquee matchup of the week. Brendan, Botum four on C-Hertz. Number one in UR Hertz versus Joe Marturo. Uh, Two of our top three teams, both undefeated, both with championship aspirations. And this one's just a doozy.
1: Biggest of doozies. We've been prepping it all year that one of these teams will eventually get a loss. And here it is week six, Brendan, Ernie, matchup, great matchups. There's there's about a 10 point difference in in projected points. We're not going to get hung up on that. Currently, Ernie has uh, Kenneth Walker in his lineup, which is very fun, exciting, new, different. He's got Najee on the bench. Uh, it's, time. Uh, it's time, but for me, we've got Brendan as our number three. Ernie is our number one guy. This is the Upset of the Week.
0: Scum and Sneak Upset of the Week?
1: <laughs> Scum and Sneak Upset of the Week. Upset
0: of the Week, yay, yay.
1: picking Brendan to beat Ernie, to knock the crown off, take over as the only other undefeated team besides Wade after this week, Ernie gets his loss, and that is what we were talking about and what it would take for Ernie to get out of the top spot, and this is it. Brendan will win. He is vindicated and happy for at least one week knowing that he is on his path to immortal greatness and we will just be watching their
0: careers with great interest. (laughs) Yeah, we have been kind of teasing it for a few weeks now. Uh, We've been giving respect to the champ, keeping him in the number one spot since he hasn't lost, but we've said he's looked shakier than last year. Kyle Pitts has been a letdown for him. Najee Harris has been a major letdown for him. Called that one, though. And even Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have been... You know, I think they've, there's one, one or two blow-up games again, but other than that, they've been fine. Not the huge stack that, that carried Eric through the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the champion stack that we were touting it as in the preseason. Um, but on the other side, Brendan has the other premier stack He's got Mahomes, Kelsey. He's got championship Pedri there—not his championships, but championship Pedri nonetheless. And I think that his his running back core um, is is on the you know on upward trajectory. Christian McCaffrey, even though he's got a tough matchup against the Rams, has been back on that like high reception, high usage track lately. So pretty high floor there. Brees Hall coming off a monster game. I'm sure that the Jets are only going to increase his usage. I don't know if he'll get 200 yards again, but if he gets one of the touchdowns he's due, then um, that'll be a good thing for Brandon. Unless you curse him again. Brandon's looking shaky, I think, at wide receiver. Maybe he gets some good Michael Thomas news, but uh, with Andy Dalton, I don't know if that's good news or not. So he's just hoping for Pittman to bounce back. And he's hoping to see something out of J.K. Dobbins, who's been up and down this season, probably because of the injury. Uh, but I do think that the stack advantage is going to be what separates them this week and gives Brandon that upset. It'll be close, but an upset still.
1: Yeah, the stack advantage is, is in, insane. Uh, I, I like what you said there. The Burrow-Chase stack has not been what it was last year. Uh, maybe it's a get right against the Saints. Their, their defense is pretty shaky. I'd love to see this matchup just go toe to toe, hill to hill, blasting left and right. And we're just all like, and it's gets into the 200s, and we're all just watching it. The two powerhouses go at it. Uh, but overall, we're calling the upset of the week. Brendan supplants, and uh, very exciting week six. Uh, in the middle of fall, October, this is what we
0: live for. Yeah, what. Just really quick, just because I want to give both these teams the, their their due, their time on the pod. What Eric needs to hold off the upset, though, is another repeat of Austin Eckler, who has just been a monster lately. Shout out to my guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, could very well happen on a Monday night game. And then Justin Jefferson, who they're playing the Dolphins. So that game, that game feels like a weird one. Uh, we don't know, like you said, who's going to start at quarterback for the Dolphins. But the Vikings have been kind of weird all year. They've been, they've been winning, but they haven't looked great. So they could kind of do the thing where they play down a little bit to um, an inferior opponent, again, just because of the quarterback. But that could lead to, like, maybe some shootout-type potential. Maybe Justin Jefferson uh, has one of his huge games. Uh, I don't know. Those are the two guys that would really, like, carry – carry eric otherwise again the stacks are going to be what decides this matchup
1: yeah love i love that two gigantic stacks on each side of that matchup uh yeah uh, eckler has been on a tear uh jefferson you know he had a he had a weird he had a great week one weird week two and three back into the high 20s last couple weeks uh, but Chase has not been that great, so yeah, there's just uh, two best teams. Uh, well, the two of the three best teams in the league, uh, and then well, uh, like I said, we're going to be watching it extremely close, and it should be very, very exciting. I know them; them two will be uh, getting up uh, heavy on it as well, and uh, we'll see if there's any tinkering or anything going on or anything nasty happening. But uh, uh, just going to be a lovely matchup.
0: But let's get on to the, I, you know, I gave them their due. Let's get on to the real marquee matchup of the week. Between the number 10 and 11 teams, we got Big Snake's team, Snake Inc., versus Nashville, USA, Big T's team. And this one's going to be another barn burner.
1: It very well could be the highest total point matchup of the week. Uh, when you when you look at the teams, you look at you know what they've been doing, what they're what they're projected to do in the future. Uh, the two managers, by far, are just uh, linked in so many different ways. Uh, you know, I just and I look at these teams and I look at the the overall uh, you know landscape of this matchup. It's just it's tintillating and exciting. I'm. I can't wait to see what my team does. Uh, you know, I've been. I've been loving what I'm seeing out of my guys. T. You know, he's got. He's got really good pieces. Uh, Gabe Davis with an absolute monster game last week. Mm-hmm. Looks like Olave is still alive and should be playing. <laughs> uh, I got the big Jets run core. You know, Brees. Forget about it. We got Ty Johnson going to get me at least one point this week. I just know it. I don't really know what else I can say, but this is going to be very fun. Uh, a lot of trash talk, a lot of love and and endearment, and uh,
0: tension, and all ways that you can even think about. What I do think is interesting, and I actually do believe this. I feel like both your teams, you and Tyler's, like have potential to kind of start doing a little better. Uh, on your side, Justin Fields had, I think, his best week of the season last week. And part of that was just due to him actually running a little more like I, like we've been saying he should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, threw for over 200 yards, which isn't great. But for that offense, it's like miles and miles ahead of where they have been. So, you know, if, if Fields starts, again, busting off like 80 yards rushing every week, like that's going to be really good for you. Um, I think the switch to Kenny Pickett has been really good for George Pickens, so he's kind of he's going to be a stalwart in your lineup. Um, Olave had like to my chagrin has been really good. If he's healthy, he's also going to be the focal point of that offense with no Landry and likely no uh, Michael Thomas, so that will continue. If you get Dawson Knox back this week um, from being hurt, he's in a shootout, so like those are those are potentially huge games on your side. On Tyler's side, Raheem Mostert has taken over the Miami backfield. He's like the workhorse, so he's in for big points. DJ Dallas is probably going to get a lot more work now that Rashad Penny's out for the year. Again, Kenneth Walker should be the guy, but they were doing a split anyway between all the backs. Now it's a little down to two, so DJ Dallas could actually be useful. Jalen Warren led the Steelers in snaps and yardage. I think, last week uh, for the for the running back. So I know that was kind of a weird game because it was a blowout, but if he starts getting more and more work from Najee, like Tyler could play Jalen Warren every week. And DK is great. Dave Davis is great, like you said. Tyler Higby for tight ends is really good because he just catches a lot of passes. So both your teams are like, yes, there's better teams, of course, with higher ceilings, but you guys are both moving up, I think which is interesting in this matchup.
1: I just put Big Brian in the lineup.
0: Oh, but I, I was going to mention Big Brian.
1: Oh. So this is going to be – I'm excited to see what my team can do going forward. If i got Big Brian and Michael Carter with contribute contributions, then, you know, Fields is coming on. My rookie receivers, I'm really excited about. Next year, i got the picks. Y'all better just watch out for
0: a sneaky guy. I'm saying. Yeah, I did want to talk about Big Brian. First of all, coolest walkout ever coming out to many men. (laughs) (laughs) And um, he didn't have a huge workload last week. I think, obviously, they're still easing him in. But he still did um, kind of take over for Antonio Gibson, so that should continue. We'll see how efficient he can be. Short week this week, so that's still, this might not be the week where we see like an explosion, but uh, I think he's going to be the guy going forward, or at least the leader, so super exciting to see for your team there. Yes, indeedy. So that's the matchups this week. I think we were going to do this yesterday, but obviously, like we've been saying, we're all mixed and matched and mumbled and jumbled, so Time for Hopes and Dopes. Herps and Derps. Last week, I went one and one again, staying 500 on the season, five-and-five five on the year. My hope was Robert Woods. He did not do very good. He had, like, four catches for 30 yards or something, so bleh. Dope call was right, though. Tyler Algier, duh. We all saw that coming a mile away. Terrible. He sucks. Jimbo, True. you were wrong. And then uh, on your end, tough week, but you were, you were doing well, so you're back to 500 as well, 5-5. Five and five. Your hope was Michael Gallup uh, also had like four, four catches for 40 yards. Not terrible, but not hopeworthy, unfortunately. And then you went big for the call on a dope of Cooper Cup, and he said, uh, no, I will never be a dope. I'm the best receiver in the game, apparently, and just had another blow-up. So both sitting at 500 on the year. Not bad, not good, but we're gonna turn this thing around this week.
1: You know, sneaky guy always shoots for the stars with some of these picks sometimes. I was felt like I was gonna get it if he didn't if he didn't have that long touchdown, but that's cup
0: for you. That's freaking cup. Let me let me start off this week because I'm feeling mine. Uh, you know, I like I like to shoot a little bit on my hopes and go for like dumb guys. So This week, my hope is on Doug's team. It's Chase Claypool. Mm. He has not been good this year. He, I think, was held back by Mitch Trubisky. So now that maybe not the quarterback play has improved greatly, but the passing offense volume has gone up. He got nine targets last week. Uh, The the Steelers are playing the Buccaneers this week, so they're not going to do anything on the ground. They're going to have to pass. They're going to be playing from behind. And I think... Uh, the middle of the field is kind of where you attack the Bucks. So Pat Frymer should have, should have a good game, and then the big slot will chase Claypool should be good this week. I think he's going to score. I think Doug needs to get him in the lineup, and that's my hope this week. Love that freaking Claypool. I
1: called it years ago. That 10-touchdown rookie year,
0: uh-uh. It was. But, I mean, I think he still can do stuff in the league. just got to figure it out and I think this week they kind of figure it out with him and uh, Kenny Pickett and then my dope call we're doing the first ever scum double dope and it's going to be in the big matchup between Brandon and Eric Uh, one dope from each of their teams and it's both of the Broncos receivers Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy heck yeah what a call that is so good Double dope this week. Not only does Russ suck, he just had his little procedure or whatever, so I know that was supposed to help him, but I bet that hurts him again this week. They're playing the Chargers. The The passing defense of the Chargers has not been good, but I think they're going to figure some things out this week. Uh, really contain the Broncos on Monday night. Sutton and Judy both have dope games, which sucks for me because I just traded for and Sutton in the league, but it happens. The scum double dope.
1: I love a double dope. Freaking, I agree with you. Uh, I almost made Cortland Sutton a dope as well just because Chargers, Russ, that offense, he's been, like, pretty consistent. It's not, like, been great, but he's got, like, a decently consistent go about. Uh, We know Judy can't catch. So I love the double dope call. That's really, really fun. All right. For me, uh, my hope is I'm just going to go to my team on this one. Uh, We've kind of already mentioned it. My hope is Big Brian Robinson.
0: Let's go, Big
1: Brian. Getting the start, you know, Thursday night after getting all having all those issues getting shot over the off season. Chicago is very successful. I mean, they're very bad against the run. I'm uh, I'm expecting a pretty decent hope game out of him. I'm expecting a touchdown. You know, even maybe somewhere in the 50, 60 yard range. Uh, I'm excited about that potential. Uh, so that's my hope. my uh, my dope is Josh Allen
0: what? <laughs> Oh my gosh.
1: I'm, uh, if he and that all that all he needs to do is score less than twenty eight points to be considered a dope because it would be his worst outing of the year.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair.
1: So I'm putting it, I'm putting
0: it in the, the book, set in stone, write it on the wall. Love that you always go for the big shot on the dope call. I, <laughs> I mean, wasn't prepared, so I got to go, go big on the not prepared. I did find a really fun, sneaky one to make. It is one of those games where we're like, we're building it up, right, like as fans, uh, the Chiefs versus the Bills. It's going to be great. It's going to be a shootout. It could very well be one of those like conservative tight games where they end up like 17 14 in a close one, you know, and just the defense. I I know what you're saying.
1: Sometimes they have
0: these big marquee matchups turn out to be just strange and weird, especially because, you know, both sides are going to be like up for it. They're going to have good game plans. They're going to be really focused in on it. So good, fun call there. Goes against our blowout of the week call with Wade, but hey. That's, that's, that's life. That's life. That's, you never know what we're going to give you. And then back to the big bri. I like that call. Let's talk about it now because we're going to go into America's favorite segment. It's going and sneak at the Thursday night game wrong. Oh, yeah. And it's real, life A real matchup of matchups, huh? The Commanders versus the Bears on Thursday night. Who would have thought it could get potentially worse than last week, but... It has, it seems. Low-volume offense on the Bears' side. Uh, I talked about it. Maybe Field starts rushing a little bit more, but again, they're they're not a big, fun, high-scoring team. And then the Commanders have fun pieces, but Carson Wentz is mistake-prone. He'll probably throw for like 300 yards, but that's because he threw two picks and they're playing catch-up or something. I don't even know.
1: Yeah, I agree I don't even know what to make of this matchup. Bears, Commanders, like these Thursday night games. Sometimes they're just so odd and annoying. uh But what's your what's your call for this week?
0: Let's say because you got a hope call, we get into kind of a, a rushing, like rushing affair. So we got big performances from Montgomery, big performance from Brian Robinson, but just on like. 15 carries, four yards a carry, but he gets two short goal line scores. So we're saying the Commanders pull out a win, uh, 21 to 15 by the Bears. 21-15.
1: Classic Bears putting up 15. Well, I'm gonna continue our recent uh uh thing that we've been doing here where we pick different winners. I'm going to go with the Bears.
0: Uh, I'm going to go with 19 to 13. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, classic Thursday night, classic Bears and Commanders. Uh, What a game we are not looking forward to. Yeah,
1: Big Brian still gets two touchdowns like you said, but they missed the extra points.
0: (laughs) Freaking Joey Sly! That's Wait. a Joey Sly special. For and sure. they go for
1: two one time and they miss it, so there that's you how go. you get to 13 two. There <laughs> you go.
0: I feel like, what do you think? How soon are people just like, okay, I'm tuned out of this game, I'm done. Second quarter. Yeah, First. I would say,
1: I would say, I would say about ten minutes left in the second quarter. Eight eight to like... ten minutes left in the second quarter. We're all going to be going.
0: Well, what else can I do here? But I have to watch it. <laughs> yeah well, like you're gonna have it on in the background of course, but like how much yeah how much uh, like Instagram usage is gonna spike today versus, I know, uh, right? versus
1: how many TV? how many times are you just gonna flip your phone open and hope something else is going on that you can look at for a second and then look back at the screen and it's just punt and
0: three and outs and no yards and just dumb well, that's the show this week guys kind of back on our bs back to the old format but it was long. But I feel tired. Mm-hmm.
1: Again, sorry we missed a week. Sometimes that happens. Uh, but love to love to get back on the horse. Excited for week six. I'm excited to I get back into my routine, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be another week. It's we got big marquee matchups. We got
0: buys are starting. Uh, yeah, that's that's it. Well, Sinead, again, happy birthday. Enjoy this Thursday night game at your birthday dinner. I just thought about that. That's going to be – I guess that yes. time's out well for you. Perfect, We'll see you guys next week, and bye. Me to call, let me know. I don't mind. <laughs> we had him calling from the office of Jacob Jost at killed Mortgage. <laughs> really looking for that water test and looking uh, for that water test. What can you tell me about? Device like to remind you that we did pay for the rush today. So oh my gosh, I'm really hoping we don't amazing. have to uh, you know have any issues.